would not just sit there listening to political beatdown live to them as they continue you know, to destroy or try to destroy our democracy and 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 take the pin of the green shoes honoring the life of a victim of these shootings and take it and throw it in the trash it's cruelty for cruelty's sake and folks that's why what we need you to do is share these videos let others know about this pro-democracy community and we need to keep building and growing this community together it's like i took a walk trying last to get, night uh to grab a trying to get my to eat and, uh, and saw someone walking their dog and as I was walking past them uh, she said hey Ben and she goes you're, you're Ben Marcellus right she goes I love what you do she said I love political beatdown I love, love the Midas Touch Network I share it with all of my friends it was such a cool thing you know just kind of randomly I, I she also said I like Michael better than you right <laughs> that he's not sharing the gators but 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 what what I want to do is I want I want to make sure that this pro-democracy community continues to grow and that we share these messages of love, compassion, messages about our democracy. Um, and again, this is this is my favorite time of the week. Anytime we all get to spend this time together. Make sure you support Michael Cohen's Legal Defense Fund if you can. We've got a link on the bottom of our YouTube page. It's also at thisfirewallfund.com. Check out Cohen's book, Revenge. Seriously, if you haven't read Revenge, please get your copy of it now. Wherever audio books are sold, get an audio book, get the hardcover book, get wherever it's sold, whatever it's sold at. It's really about learn, um, learning the truth. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's because, learning the because truth. Unfortunately, from, my truth, my truth could potentially be yours, and I don't want to see that happen. Check out store.midastouch.com for the best Midas Touch Pro Democracy gear. We also got the official Mea Culpa podcast, Marilardo Correctional Facility shirts right there. Everything 100% union made, 100% made in the U.S. And that's one of the ways we grow and build this network as well as through the sale of our merch. Make sure you subscribe. Our YouTube channel. We're on our way to 1.5 million subscribers. Mar Hopefully, we can Mar hit that by August with your help and just spread. Message about the Midas Touch podcast, about the Midas <laughs> Touch Network, about political beatdown podcast, about political beatdown network. Subscribe here on our YouTube channel. Subscribe wherever audio podcasts are available. Just search political beatdown. Hit subscribe. Leave us a five star review. Don't forget to check out Michael Cohen's other podcast, the Mea Culpa podcast. There's Nothing there's... but the truth. Also, There's lyrics and show songs for all of the shows. And I finished.
for all the network. Thanks for all you do. Thank you. Thank you. By the Midas Touch Network. Check that out as well and make sure you subscribe there again. Thank you so much, Brigaders. Thank you so much, Midas Mighty. We'll see you Thursday. I'm sure we're going to get a lot more updates. And let's see, Donald Trump going to be indicted by then? We'll see. See you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. This is my man, Okay, so there you have it. Let's pull up because I missed, uh, well, you missed part of it too. While running So this is called Trump gets new criminal target letters as other letters, target letters as other criminal trials move forward. We will break it down. The Georgia Supreme Court. Georgia Supreme Court. Against Donald Trump in Fort Pierce. Florida held on Tuesday before Judge Eileen Cannon, the judge presiding over the case. Just a reminder, this is a criminal case involving Donald Trump's willful retention of national defense information and obstruction of justice at Mar-a-Lago. Mar judge Eileen Cannon stated that the December 2023 trial date requested by special counsel Jack Smith's team may be too soon, but she seems skeptical also of Donald Trump's claim that he couldn't get a fair trial in 2024 while running for office. We will break it down. The Georgia Supreme Court rejected a made-up petition filed by Donald Trump in that court directly, skipping like all baby, of huh? the other courts. Oh. Trump was apparently seeking to derail Tony Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney's criminal investigation and soon to be indictments emanating from Georgia. The Georgia Supreme Court issued a two-word ruling, petition denied. Then let's go to the halls of Congress where MAGA Republicans are disgracing our country. Democrats are calling them out. But major breaking news, Michael Cohen, before we went live, just minutes ago, we learned that Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel just indicted the 16 fake electors who signed the fake electoral certificates, falsely claiming Trump won in Michigan. Just moments ago, Michael Cohen, Dana Nessel held the press conference. I want to play for you the highlight of it, and I want to get your reaction. Play the clip. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors, and each of the defendants knew it. They carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 election would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidate that Michigan voters actually chose. Big news, Michael Cohen. Yeah, I mean, let's all give her a real round of applause. Think about just how quickly that she handled this Michigan matter. I mean, it's it's really astounding. I mean, what did she start this thing last week? I mean, you know, two weeks ago, a month ago. I mean, this is the way that the system is supposed to move expeditiously. She's not playing games. Sixteen people, rightly, rightly accused of joining Trump in this conspiracy. And you know what? It's 
like I said, I mean, she really deserves um, a lot of credit. Moved expeditiously in this. They found the evidence. They had the evidence. And now they're going to prosecute on it. So good for her. And this is, again, all just part of the Trump playbook. He, How many times do I have to repeat the fact that when I sat in front of the House Oversight Committee, I turned around and I told not just the country, but the world, that if Donald Trump loses, there will never be a peaceful transfer of power. Well, that's exactly what's going on here. There was not going to be a peaceful transfer of power. So how did he determine that he was going to keep the reins of power? Well, they put in the fake electric, they turn around, they claim that Donald Trump won, that Joe Biden lost, despite what the, you know, what the people of Michigan wanted, the Michiganders that they all wanted. And so you put in your own determination. And again, it goes right to the statements that he used to, you know, like to um, parrot that about Vladimir Putin, which is it doesn't matter who you vote for. All that matters is who's counting the vote. And that's exactly the scheme that they were looking to pull off here. You heard him say that, Cohen, multiple times, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's a comment that he had parroted uh, many, many times. Uh, and again, that's a very uh, Putinesque uh, type comment. It's exactly Putinesque. Each defendant in this indictment by the Michigan AG has been charged with the following one count of conspiracy to commit forgery, a 14 year felony. Two counts of forgery, a 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, a 14-year felony. One count of uttering and publishing, a 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit election law forgery, a five-year felony. Two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. And if I'm one of those fake electors in other states, like in Georgia, in Fulton County, I know that time is up for me as well. So a very big indictment blockbuster, in fact. And to your point, Michael Cohen, the first time we reported about the Michigan Attorney General's uh, criminal investigation was actually in January of 2023. We had A.G. Nessel on the show, and one of the things that she was saying around that time is she hadn't really heard from the Department of Justice, and she was kind of waiting for them to take action, and when they did, and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to restart this investigation which she had started before, but kind of slowed down as she thought the Department of Justice was going to take the reins. But we do know this as well. The Department of Justice met with lots of Michigan officials back in February and March of this past year. And that is part of the sprawling case that is going to be filed against Donald Trump for election interference. We learned some big news on that today, that a target letter was sent to Donald Trump informing him that he is likely going to be indicted soon in connection with the criminal election interference investigation nah. by special counsel Jack Smith taking place right now before the D.C. grand jury, you know, so um, allowing Donald Trump to testify before yeah. the grand jury. So when, when it comes to this, I think a lot of people have um, jumped the shark a little bit. Right, where they think that this has to do with January 6th, the insurrection. I'm not certain. You know, I'd really like to see the, uh, the full extent of that target letter. 
there are others that believe, myself included, that January 6th probe is so significant, meaning there's so many people and so many documents that legitimately we would not see a trial in that case if it was done with 20 lawyers, four to five years. I mean, you have a thousand witnesses that were interviewed by the January 6th committee. You have millions of documents. If I was counsel for the defendant, I would say, I want to speak to each and every one of those witnesses. You know how long it can take you? I mean, that's if you're working seven days a week. Seven days a week, one person is more than three and a half years no time off. So, you know, even with 20 people, it's still an enormous amount of time that's going to be needed. Then to go through these one million documents and so on, it's a five-year commitment. Now, I think Jack Smith is looking at it a little differently. I think he's looking at it uh, in terms of the pack and how they use the lie. They promoted the lie. They raised money off of the lie for the PAC. They never spent money in terms of the way that the money was raised. And I think that that's a much easier case that doesn't require, you know, a thousand witnesses and a million pages. I think it's very similar in terms of fashion uh, to the Alvin Bragg New, uh, New York District Attorney case. Documentary evidence that is simple to digest, it's limited in terms of its overall scope. And anyone who listens or reads uh, these documents will understand that they basically prove the truth of the matter asserted. Well, I agree with you that I think money laundering, wire fraud, and campaign finance violations are going to form a major part of this indictment, more major than I think the media has discussed or people mm -hmm. traditionally have thought about but I do think that it is going to focus also on day of January 6th itself, obstruction of an official proceeding. And I also think Donald Trump could be charged with seditious conspiracy relating to the day of. I think the indictment's also morning, going America. to focus on I'm the Joseph fake Chris. elector scheme, this exactly morning, what these Michigan fake electors were criminally indicted for. Donald Trump aiding and abetting that. Money laundering and wire fraud also. When the Allman Brothers Band broke out of Macon, Georgia in the late 1960s, it was because the standard bearers of the new movement known as Southern Rock.
Trump's toast! Exclamation point, LOL. Old Diaper Don just got indicted a third time today. Twenty-four-seven indictment watch updates. Follow for more. Where are you going, cutie pie? Huh? Just uh, or press. for prison. Trump's toast. Toast. Excellent. Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis. Join. Political Beatdown. Michael Cohen. And do oh we have God. a show? For you today, as the kids would say, Michael Cohen, sheesh, where, where do we begin? Special counsel Jack Smith sends Donald Trump a target letter in the criminal investigation into Donald Trump's 2020 nah. election interference. Donald Trump loses his mind further, if that's even possible. Special counsel Jack Smith was seen at a Washington, D.C. subway sandwich shop pool. Tom collected just being special counsel Jack Smith himself. <laughs> Meanwhile, a big status conference hearing was just held in the criminal case filed by special counsel Jack Smith against Donald Trump in Fort Pierce, Florida, held on Tuesday before Judge Eileen Cannon, the judge presiding over the case. Just a reminder, this is the criminal case involving Donald Trump's willful retention of national defense information and obstruction of justice at Mar-a-Lago. Judge Eileen Cannon stated that the December 2023 trial date requested by Special Counsel Jack Smith's team may be too soon, but she seems skeptical also of Donald Trump's claim that he couldn't get a fair trial in 2024 while running for office. We will break it down. The Georgia Supreme Court rejected a made-up petition filed by Donald Trump in that court directly, skipping like all of the other courts. Trump was apparently seeking to derail Fawny Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney's criminal investigation and soon-to-be indictments emanating from Georgia. The Georgia Supreme Court issued a two-word ruling, petition denied. Then let's go to the halls of Congress, where MAGA Republicans are disgracing our country. Democrats are calling them out. But major breaking news, Michael Cohen, before we went live, just... Minutes ago, we learned that Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel just indicted the 16 fake electors who signed the fake electoral certificates, falsely claiming Trump won in Michigan. Just moments ago, Michael Cohen, Dana Nessel held the press conference. I want to play for you the highlight of it, and I want to get your reaction. Play the clip. That was a lie. They weren't the duly elected and qualified electors, and each of the defendants knew it. They carried out these actions with the hope and belief that the electoral votes of Michigan's 2020 elections would be awarded to the candidate of their choosing instead of the candidates that the Michigan voters actually chose. Big news, Michael Cohen. Yeah, I mean, 
Let's all give her a real round of applause. Think about just how quickly that she handled this Michigan matter. I mean, it's really astounding. I mean, what did she start this thing last week? I mean, you know, two weeks ago, a month ago? I mean, this is the way that the system is supposed to move expeditiously. She's not playing eight, 16 people, rightly, rightly accused of joining Trump in this conspiracy. And you know what? It's, like I said, I mean, she really deserves um, a lot of credit moved expeditiously in this. They found the evidence, they had the evidence, and now they're going to prosecute on it. So, good for her. And this is, again, all just part of the Trump playbook. Here, how many times do I have to repeat the fact that when I sat in front of the House Oversight Committee, I turned around and I told not just the country, but the world, Donald Trump loses, there will never be a peaceful transfer of power. Uh, that's exactly what's going on here. There was not going to be a peaceful transfer of power. So how did he determine? Well, they put in the fake elections, they turn around, they claim that Donald Trump won, that Joe Biden lost, despite what the, you know, what the people of Michigan wanted, the Michiganders that they all wanted, and so you put in your Michigan own determination. Is. And again, it goes right to the <laughs> statements that he used to, you know, like to um, parrot that about Vladimir Putin, which is, it doesn't matter who you vote for, all that matters is who's counting the votes. And that's exactly the scheme that they were looking to pull off here. You heard him say that, Cohen, multiple times, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's a comment that he had parroted uh, many, many times. Uh, and again, that's a very Putin-esque uh, uh, type comment. Putin-esque. Each defendant in this indictment by the Michigan AG has been charged with the following. One count of conspiracy to commit forgery, a 14-year felony. Two counts of forgery, a 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit uttering and publishing, a 14-year felony. One count of uttering and publishing a 14-year felony. One count of conspiracy to commit election law forgery, a five-year felony. Two counts of election law forgery, a five-year felony. And if I'm one of those fake electors in other states, like in Georgia, in Fulton County, I know that time is up for me as well. So. A very big indictment, blockbuster, in fact. And to your point, Michael Cohen, the first time we reported about the Michigan Attorney General's uh, criminal investigation was actually in January of 2023. We had A.G. Nessel on the show. And one of the things that she was saying around that time is she hadn't really heard from the Department of Justice and she was kind of waiting for them to take action, and when they didn't, she's like, all right, well, I'm going to restart this investigation, which she had started before, but kind of slowed down as she thought the Department of Justice was going to take the reins. But we do know this as well, the Department of Justice met with lots of Michigan officials back in February and March of this past year, and that is part of the sprawling case that is going to be filed against Donald Trump for election interference. We learned some big news on that today, that a target letter was sent to Donald Trump informing him 
that he is likely going to be indicted soon in connection with the criminal election interference investigation by Special Counsel Jack Smith taking place right now before the D.C. grand jury, um, allowing Donald Trump to testify before the grand jury. So when, when it comes to this, I think a lot of people have um, jumped the shock where they think that this has to do with January 6th, the insurrection. I'm not certain, you know, I'd really like to see the full extent of that target letter. There are others I believe, myself included, that January 6th is so significant, meaning there's so many people and so many documents that legitimately we would not see a trial in that case if it was done with 20 lawyers. Four to five years. I mean, you have a thousand witnesses that were interviewed by the January 6th committee. You have millions of documents. If I was counsel for the defendant, I would say, I want to speak to each and every one of those witnesses. You know how long it can take you? I mean, that's if you're working seven days a week. Seven days a week, one person is more than three and a half years with no time off. So, you know, even with 20 people, it's still an enormous amount of time that's going to be identical to the one million documents and so on. It's a five-year commitment. I think Jack Smith is looking at it a little differently. I think he's looking at it in terms of the past and how they used the lie they promoted the lie. They raised money off of the lie for the tax. They never spent money in terms of the way that the money was raised. And I think that that's a much easier case that doesn't require, you know, thousand witnesses and a million pages. I think it's very similar in terms of fashion uh, to the Alvin Bragg New, uh, New York District Attorney case. It's documentary evidence that is simple. Digest hashtag limited new, hashtag stand up, hashtag and anyone who listens or reads uh, these documents will understand that they basically prove the truth of the matter asserted. Well, I agree with you that I think money laundering, wire fraud, and campaign finance violations are going to form a major part of this indictment more major than I think the media has discussed or people mm -hmm. traditionally have thought about. But I do think that it is going to focus also on the day of January 6th itself, obstruction of an official proceeding. And I also think Donald Trump could be charged with seditious conspiracy relating to the day of. I think the indictment's also going to focus on the fake elector scheme, exactly what these Michigan fake electors were criminally indicted for. Donald Trump aiding and abetting that, money laundering and wire fraud, also um, the threats that Donald Trump made to local and state election officials like Brad Raffensperger, find 11,780 votes or else, and also sending MAGA Republican kind of allies who had connections with local election offices like we saw in Coffee County, Georgia, where they opened up the doors to a forensic team hired by Donald Trump and basically stole people's election data from the Coffee County, Georgia election offices so that it could be manipulated by uh, Donald Trump and the campaign <laughs> and, and people very close to Donald Trump to spread the big lie. So I think we're going to see those five things. You know, it was notable today. I want to show you this clip, Cohen. 
that uh, special counsel Jack Smith on the eve, or, or rather shortly thereafter, of this breaking news that this target letter was sent, Jack Smith was seen leaving a subway in Washington, D.C. And I want to see you though why, I'm going to give you my theory, why I think this is important. But this is from today, Special Counsel relaxing. Jack Smith spotted in D.C. By the way, only the second time he's been spotted by media cameras in D.C. And I'm going to show you the first in a moment. But let me show you what was caught on camera today. Play the clip. Jack Smith can't resist a $5 foot loss. That's according to what we see right there, new and exclusive CNN video of the special counsel at Subway. Declining, though, to respond to reporters' questions about today's big news, a target letter sent to the former president of the United States, CNN's Evan Perez, was there <laughs> trying to track down the special... So the only other time we've spotted special counsel Jack Smith in Washington, D.C., was June 6th. Two days before the grand jury ultimately indicted so Donald Trump days. in connection with the willful retention of national two defense information time. in the Southern District of Florida. So let me show you the clip where Jack Smith is spotted for the first time in Washington, D.C., June 6th, last month. And then two days later, Trump gets indicted. Play this clip. Hey, Mr. Smith, how are you doing? Gary Grum back from NBC News here. Is an indictment coming soon, sir? Is an investigation wrapping up, sir? Anything you'd like to say, Mr. Smith? NBC's Ken Delay. So... Special Counsel Jack Smith, if you looked in his hand, he had a Subway sandwich. I think he's trolling Donald Trump here, because as Donald Trump rants and raves like a lunatic, Special Counsel Jack Smith is saying, I got all the time in the world. I'm eating a Subway sandwich. I'm relaxed. I think it's trolling Trump. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that one. I think he just likes Subway. Uh, but putting all of that aside, you know, let's not forget that... Uh, there's four days for Trump to respond to the letter that he received. The um, <laughs> uh, you know, letter obviously telling him that he's a target. I don't believe that we will see an indictment until Monday, uh, possibly Tuesday. But it's definitely going to be the beginning of next week, which is funny because that, of course, coincides with my trial against Trump Org for their failure to pay the legal fees. That begins. That's a four-year. Could you imagine on a civil matter such as his failure to pay legal fees where they would do an ode? <laughs> four years. So how long do you think any of these other cases, as I was trying to say, like the January 6th insurrection would end up taking? Four years with the delay. I believe that this is going to be uh, beginning of next week, and it's going to then, you know, it's going to be followed uh, maybe two weeks or so thereafter by Fonnie Willis in Georgia. Look, he's got so much litigation right now on top of his head. He has of uh, the litigation, as you know, uh, against me. Right for $500 million, where he does not want to show up for depositions until 90 days after the election. That's one. He has, of course, this case, me against 
him for the legal fees. You already have the existing indictments by the New York district attorney, criminal. You have the New York attorney general, our unthinkable attorney general here, um, Tish James. That's a civil matter, but that's hundreds of millions of dollars. We're now going to have the, uh, we have the Mar-a-Lago matter that's on top, so that's six. You have seven, that's going to be this indictment that's coming up on January 6th, and whatever basis of that indictment is going to be, uh, so that's seven, and eight will be Bonnie Willis. That's a shit ton of litigation to be involved with, especially where seven of the eight, you're under the term defendant. That's a real, that's a real serious issue, the way I see it, and how he continues to remain the front runner. How his stupid, and I can only say this way, his stupid, sycophantic followers that continue to, you know, pour money into his campaign. Each and every time he comes forth with, hey, they're indicting me. It's, it's again, deranged Jack Smith. No, it's not deranged Jack Smith. It's you, you fucking asshole, being held accountable for your dirty deeds. It's just that plain and simple. Many of us have been held accountable for his dirty deeds. In fact, and I don't want to drop it today. I will drop it uh, on, you know, on Thursday. I received oh. a letter from John Dean talking about uh, a request it's for it's a request I'm going to be putting in for a full pardon of uh, in the Biden administration and this is the most intense letter basically castigating the Southern District of New York and the Department of Justice for the manner to which that they um, went after me they charged me prosecuted me and then of course sentenced me and you know, who better than John Dean to understand the you know, abuses by a president and the Department of Justice than he? And I can't think of anybody better. Yes. So, to sum this up, Hi, you Lai have B. Donald Trump with Hi, eight significant litigations, seven Hi, as a defendant. That is more than anybody can handle. And I don't care whether it's Donald Trump or Donald fucking Duck. It makes no difference. It's an impossibility to escape responsibility when you have that many actions pending against you. Well, here's his plan. He's asking for help, uh, according to a new report out from Alina Green from CNN. She states the following. Uh, Trump reached out to Kevin McCarthy and Elise Stefanik today, uh, MAGA Republican leaders, uh, today to strategize on efforts on how to defend Donald Trump after he received the target letter, sources are telling CNN. On the call with Stefanik, the two went over her plans to go on offense through her role on the weaponization subcommittee and her overall efforts to rally support from the House GOP conference around Trump and attack Jack Smith. It was a long conversation, sources tell uh, tell CNN. And I want to show you this clip right here. This is Kevin McCarthy earlier in the day when he was asked about the target letter. He stated that it's because they politicized DOJ and because 
He says Trump is leading in the polls. Both are false, but play this clip of Kevin McCarthy. Well, I guess uh, under a Biden administration, Biden America, you'd expect this. If you notice recently, President Trump went up in the polls and was uh, actually surpassing President Biden for re-election. So what do they do now? Weaponize government to go after their number one opponent. It's time and time again. I think the American public is tired of this. They want to have see equal justice, and the idea that they utilize this to go after those who politically disagree with them is wrong. But uh, that want to get your take on that, Cohen, but I just want to reflect for a moment yeah. that you have this whole Republican Party that, frankly, has just become a party of traitors, a party of Trump sycophants, a cult, and it is dangerous, and when you see that, when you hear about this call with Stefanik and McCarthy, it's weird, it's anti-American, it goes against everything we cherish about our democracy and to borrow a term from you earlier in this episode yeah so then here's the problem with mccarthy here's the problem with stefani they're talking first of all when they turn around they say to trump we're going to do things that we're going to help you we're going to go on offense this is all bullshit bluster okay there's nothing that they can do. Oh, my God, we're going to call a, a hearing against Jack Smith. We're going to try to defund the investigation. It's not how it works. All right. It's mere <laughs> bullshit talk by a group of people who have no idea what the hell they're even talking about. They cannot stop this investigation, plain and simple. But what makes Kevin McCarthy and Elise Stefanik really stupid, really, really stupid, and they should be viewed in the eyes of all Americans as stupid, they don't know any more, Ben, than you and I or our brigaders. They don't know more than anyone. They have not seen the coming indictment. They have only, you know, seen the at best, they, they've seen it, the, um, you know, the target letter in Trump, which doesn't go in and state with any specificity at all what the, what the issues are, other than you are a target of a DOJ investigation, the DOJ investigation that is being conducted by, uh, you know, Jack Smith, Esquire, et cetera, et cetera. That's what they know, which is nothing more than you and I. So the fact that they think that they know what this is about. This is about, you know, the Democrats feeling nervous for Joe Biden because Donald Trump is clearly going to be the winner in 2024. Sure, the same way he won in 2020. It's such bullshit. It's all of them playing up to their, you know, it's their fealty to the fake God, right, to their Fuhrer, to their supreme leader, their monarch, their dictator. That's great for them. The rest of us know the bullshit, and we're not swallowing it, we're not buying it, and we're not interested in it. So, look, uh, Lee Stefanik, right, who I think is one of the worst things, Kevin McCarthy, today, you share, early on, the two-fingered salute, you two fucking morons, all right? <laughs> Fuck you both, on behalf of all of the Frigators, because you have no idea what you're talking about. You're basically spewing bullshit in order to appease a guy who, again, Eight different lawsuits, seven of which he is the defendant. 
plain and simple. So what are they going to do? They're going to now, when the indictments come out, they're going to turn around, they're going to say, uh, you know, bad things about Jack Smith. Of course they are. No different than what he did to me. No different than what he's done to others. It is all part and parcel for the Trump playbook. Plain and simple. Back in normal world, you've got President Biden making posts like this. We've seen over 10.5 million new applications for small businesses, the highest two years on record. That's a small business boom. Let's keep it going. But back in MAGA Republican fascist world, on the news of this target letter, you have Donald Trump saying, all caps, witch hunt. Crooked Joe Biden and his Injustice Department want to indict and arrest his presumed political opponent, me, exclamation point, who is leading him in the polls in the upcoming presidential election of 2024. That's not true. Such a thing has never happened in our country before. And in the middle of the campaign, election interference and prosecutorial misconduct. One of the things I've been doing recently, Cohen, on these videos that I've been making is, and this has been at the request of the Brigaders and the Midas Mighty, they said, look, don't just show the Trump post. Compare the Trump post to what President Biden is doing. Because while we talk about this MAGA dystopia, this Putin-esque horrific world that they want to create, like, like Raqqa-esque ISIS, like they want to turn this into, just look at their actions of what they're trying to ultimately do. We have to always remember, though, that President Biden who you and I don't agree with on uh, everything. There's lots of disagreements that we have with him and Democrats, but ultimately someone who's compassionate, caring, who's trying to do the right thing, who's a stable force. I don't wake up and see a tweet from the White House that makes me feel like so stressed out in the morning that what's going to happen to my country and that's what I want. I want a stable normal leader and not this chaos and this craziness. So I always want to show that contrast and I think that contrast is also on display though even though you disagree with my subway theory which I am not a betting man but I bet you I'm right about my subway theory. Look, But Special Counsel Jack Smith just I think showing though He's cool, calm, and collected, and I got this. But let me say this um, as it relates to Donald Trump's allegations in his untrue social posts about the Biden administration being, first of all, you know, um, unjust that they're crooked. I mean, these are all the same terms that he's been using for years because it's the only words that he knows because he's got a big brain, right? And he only uses the best words. But I want (laughs) you to remember some of the things that he's saying. That the Biden administration is weaponizing the Justice Department against him (laughs) because he is a a critic of the Biden administration, that he is leading, uh, you know, as the leading GOP nominee, and that Biden is fearful that Trump is going to win the election. Now, I just want to bring up, again, my book, Revenge. And why do I bring it up? I bring it up because look at what it is. How Donald Trump weaponized the United States Department of Justice against his critics. This is... Plain and simple, part of the Trump playbook, 
it's all about deflection. That's our word of the day. Stop it's deflection. It has to be accountability, but certainly deflection. This is what Donald does the best. It's the old, hey, he's Trump like a four-year-old. I'm rubbing your glue. I mean, like whatever you say, you know, go stick back on you. Uh, I mean, that's who Donald you. Trump is. He's a fucking four-year-old. He's a Proof. fool who knows exactly what I he did to people like myself and others through the Biden weaponization in, in of the, the Justice Department. And he believes, not even he does believe that Fox everyone news, is as crooked as he is, is un, as unscrupulous as he is, is as disgusting and undemocratic as he is. And therefore, Joe Biden must be the same as him. And because he is now being held to accountability for all of his dirty deeds, right, whether That's it's the, you know, uh, fake electors That's all the way to the January 6th insurrection, to the campaign finance violations and so on. Oh, what is it? All right. Weaponized the Justice Department by the Biden administration to go after Biden's critic Donald J. Trump. Just not true. That's the crazy thing. And why people aren't calling him out on it. Why, why they're just not holding his feet to the fire. And somebody, just somebody asked him for once, what proof do you have that Biden... Or his administration has been weaponizing the Justice Department to go after you. Other than the fact that you are being indicted for crimes that you committed. What, what proof do you have? Now, in my case, we have proof. That's why I filed the lawsuit against the United States government. Which, unfortunately, because of the overturning of Dobbs, which, of course, affected Roe versus Wade, also affects a case called Bivens. And so now that case uh, that I have against the government, which was dismissed, is now on appeal. This is insane. The guy is merely deflecting. And again, his idiotic MAGA supporters are buying right into it. And they're parting with their hard-earned dollars to give it to Donald not even going to use it for Shut down his pack. Shut down the America it. First pack. A few days being investigated after anyway. the January 6th insurrection, though, seemed that Kevin McCarthy may have got it. He went on the House floor. He said crimes were con uh, committed. He said, mark my words, Donald Trump is responsible for what took place on January 6th. There was also multiple recordings of Kevin McCarthy to the Republican caucus saying that he was going to ask Donald Trump to resign and that Donald Trump was responsible for the January 6th insurrection. But then Kevin McCarthy took that trip to Mar-a-Lago, came back and then undermined yeah, all of the investigations into the January 6th insurrection. Obviously, we know what went down at Mar-a-Lago and Kevin really? McCarthy you know, was threatened and basically told how to act. And Kevin McCarthy has gotten in line in the cult and he made a complete 180 on what he said. I did a video about it earlier My in the day where I showed FBI the contrast file. of what Kevin McCarthy said earlier today compared to what he was saying a few days after January 6th and what he was on uh, doing in recording. So to use the word FBI of the show, file. what MAGA Everybody's Republicans FBI are doing file. is Putinette. They're very clear about what they know what they're doing. They are trying to deceive. 
They're trying to create hate and they're trying to cause distraction and they are done with democracy and that's why we got to keep calling it out. I'm loving these emojis in the YouTube <laughs> chat right now. If you become a member of the Midas Touch Network, you can access those emojis. There's that dollar sign at the bottom of the YouTube page. You can buy people and gift people memberships. You can ask to receive memberships as gifts. We don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network, so that's one of the ways to support the network if you like shows like this. Get those emojis, the Cohen emojis. We got a Jordy emoji. We got a Jack Smith emoji and more. Like um, no worries if you can't do that. We've got a lot more to talk about oh, on this episode of Political Beatdown, too. including <laughs> the hugely important status Karen. conference that was was held in the Southern District of Florida Federal Court in the criminal case now pending against Donald Trump before Judge Eileen Cannon brought by special counsel Jack Smith for Donald Trump's willful retention of national defense information and obstruction of justice. Cohen and I will talk about it right after this quick break. Support for Midas is brought to you by Manscaped, who has the best in men's oh below-the-waist grooming products. That's right. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BEAST at manscaped.com. Look, everyone knows that you have to be careful when dealing with a family jewel. You definitely don't want to use an old crusty electric trimmer. Yikes! That's why I'm so excited to partner with Manscaped. Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and oh man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver Specific case here in New York. We have the second day of jury selection. Jury is now impaneled. They've been seated. They've been sworn in. Very very quickly. We have a great, great jury um, for us. On Thursday, thanks to so many of you who have um, contributed to the GoFundMe, on Thursday, there is a hearing regarding the discovery schedule. Again, as I said before, Trump wants it 90 days after the election. Of course, that's not the way that the rules work. So he has, as I said, every day he has something going on. But something also very interesting came to my attention this morning. I received a phone call from a journalist who said to me, Hey, Michael, did you hear about the Israeli artifacts? that uh, Donald has in storage at Mar-a-Lardo and refuses to return to the Israeli government. The story supposedly go, there it is, right? So (laughs) they're struggling to recover these ancient artifacts that, well, I shouldn't shouldn't say Trump took to Mar-a-Lago. Supposedly what happened here is that during COVID, uh, that there was a whole series of issues that they could not get these artifacts back to Israel uh, because of whatever the reason may be, and it it was determined uh, or decided that they were going to store them at Mar-a-Lardo. I would have turned around and told whether it was Bibi or whoever uh, at the time who was Prime Minister of Israel, yeah, that's a stupid move, because once you give Trump something, his. In his mind, he thinks it's his. The fact that they're ancient artifacts, to him, is no different than top-secret documents. The mind. It's like, mind, mind, mind. Go, go, go. I'm a filthy miser. Right? You may remember that from that <laughs> Duck, you know, episode with Bugs Bunny. 
pregnant. <laughs> Once he has them and they're in his custody and control, he doesn't understand that, yes, nine-tenths of the, you know, uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Unless, of course, you're holding it as what's called the bailment for somebody else, which is what he was doing. But now, they just can't get it Bailments. back. So, chances are you'll probably see the Mossad raiding Mar-a-Lardo, like the way the FBI did, in order to retrieve the, the priceless artifacts. But... This just goes to show you the mindset of the guy. Well, any normal person would be worried right now about a multitude of litigation at, you know, that they're being confronted with. Now, he's, you know, he's got other issues too, like holding on to property that doesn't belong to him. Fucked up. <laughs> when, you, when you mentioned day two of jury selection, that a jury has now been selected, just so everybody knows what you're talking about. This is a lawsuit that you've brought against the Trump Organization that's been pending for several four years, years now. Four. Four, four years. years. Filed in 2019. So that's now going to trial. In other words, while you're recording this political beatdown, Technically, you're in trial in Cohen versus Trump organization right now. Do we have any updates on the Don Jr. subpoena? Is he going to have to testify? Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So he has um, uh, his counsel has agreed that they will produce it. It'll either be Monday or Tuesday. Uh, the exact lineup has not been determined yet. Uh, I know that my counsel speaking to Trump counsel you know, for that, uh, but it will either be Monday or Tuesday. And in this case, the Trump Organization has, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they stipulated to liability, so it's the case ultimately about the damages you've sued over, associated costs and fees that you incurred uh, working at the Trump Organization, and they never paid you reimbursement. And some of which, and some of which are still owed. That's that's the whole thing. I'm, yeah. Now again, I'm once again, I'm supposed to be responsible for his fees. I mean, isn't it enough that I lost my law license, my business, my family's happiness, reputational damage, and so on? Now all of a sudden I should pay his legal fees as well? Oh, I should pay them because he didn't like the fact that I wasn't sticking to message, that I was telling the truth, you know, which I had been doing all, of course, except for, you know, the untrue statement about the Trump Tower Moscow project. Uh, before the uh, House Oversight Committee. Come on, I'm sorry, the House uh, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. That's a bunch of bullshit. And I'm, you know, I am on the hook for these fees. And according to the indemnification clause of the uh, organization of the Trump uh, Corporation, they're responsible for these legal fees that were incurred uh, for the benefit of the, and, and, you know, at the request of the organization. So Usually those indemnification provisions are also in business and profession codes of the various states as well. And so we'll be following your lawsuit. I just wanted to make sure all the brigaders knew what you meant by the jury selection there. And then your status conference hearing on Thursday, you're seeking Donald Trump's deposition. And this is the frivolous $500 million case Donald Trump filed against you in the Southern District of Florida. We're going to talk about Southern District of Florida in a moment. And I want to give a special thanks to all the brigaders who have contributed to Michael Cohen's legal defense fund there. It's with your contributions. He's been able to file an incredible motion to dismiss. He's hired some of the best lawyers 
in the country. There it is right there for those watching on YouTube and for those on audio podcasts as well and on YouTube. You can get it in the description. Contribute to Michael Cohen's Legal Defense Fund. All that money goes to Michael Cohen's lawyers. Some are many chickens on a sliding scale if you can afford $200. Right, and then, unlike Donald, I don't get 90% of the money that's coming in, right? All of this goes straight into the attorney's IOLTA account, uh, and it is specific in order to take this thing to trial. We want to see, if you want to see Trump accountable, this is the case to do it. He cannot escape, no matter what he thinks. He cannot escape accountability. He is going to have to be deposed. And anybody that has seen any of Trump's depositions, the videotapes of them, they are classic. It's classic <laughs> stupidity. It's too bad that we don't make them black and white and soundless. Because I'm telling you, Ben, we could end up making a fortune off of it. That's how stupid <laughs> it is. Right? I mean, it, it, it's nonsensical. Black but how about these folks that are giving money to these packs that you know, are controlled by Trump, that they get to... And he gets to, with his, um, without any discretion, it's completely discretion of Donald, he gets 90 cents. <laughs> the 90 cents of every dollar is going to whatever he wants, like to fix his plane when it had a problem with the engine, or to pay his legal fees, or his kids' legal fees. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's not what it was intended for, and it's not what it should be intended for. Careful, Mama. How about to pay Melania Trump $155,000 for a speaking engagement in December of 2021, which was hidden by the pack in a ledger attributed to some consulting company, but because Donald Trump is now running, he has to disclose his and his spouse's uh, money that they've made during that time period, the compensation, and so she had to list that she received the exact same money, and so when it was lined up with the date of what the PAC disclosed, it showed that actually the PAC was paying Melania. Speaking of the Southern District of Florida, uh, let's go to the Fort Pierce Division where Judge Eileen Cannon sits. A big status conference was held earlier on Tuesday, actually at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and it was supposed to be a status conference relating to SEPA, Classified Information Procedures. In this case involves Donald Trump's willful concealing of national defense information, many of that top secret and classified information. But Judge Eileen Cannon also said, as the parties had been briefing, when the trial date is going to be, be prepared to talk about the trial date here. So here's what we're learning from reporters who are in the courtroom. And I want to give a shout out to these reporters by name because they do incredible work by showing up in court and sitting there and then reporting this right after so we can bring you all the news. And I think they deserve a lot of credit for their hard work. So Alan Fuhrer says now... The Trump documents hearing in front of Judge Eileen Cannon in Florida has ended without a decision on the trial schedule. Cannon seems skeptical of the government's request to go to trial in December 2023, but also seemed disinclined to let the trial stray until after the 2024 election. Beneath the scheduling issue was a fascinating philosophical discussion 
of the nature of Trump as a defendant. It revolved around the question of should Trump be treated like any other defendant or should his role as a candidate be taken into account. Judge Cannon seemed not to want to discuss that issue and focused more on concrete procedural issues. And then Ann Bauer from Lawfare, just so you can compare different journalists in there to make sure they're all seeing the same thing, this is what she writes. She goes, new, as Judge Eileen Cannon made her... debut at a hearing in the classified documents case, she appeared disinclined to grant the special counsel's request for a December trial date, but also seemed skeptical of Trump and Nauta's bid to delay trial until after the November 2024 Nikki, election. Nikki.